we are talking this month about being unstuck. We're talking about being unstuck and how there are different moments and seasons in our life where we can get, we can get bogged. Some of you know who's been bogged in your car. Come on, how many four-wheel drivers have been bogged in your car? Uh, okay, you, you know that to get out of getting bogged, you have to, it's not as easy as just starting. You, you kind of have to get moving. You have to, uh, if you've ever pushed someone out of a car, and I've, I've done that. Embarrassing fact, I once got bogged in a four-wheel drive, only later to realize that I didn't engage the four-wheel drive. And I winched, uh, so fortunately we had a winch. It was a complete rookie four-wheel drive moment. But So that's, that's my embarrassing, uh, you can tell somebody else you're getting bogged moment. But for all of us, we can, be, we can have a tendency if we're not sure about, uh, about where God's taking us, we can get bogged, we can get stuck, we can get in a rut, we can get emotionally stuck, we can get stuck in bad habits, we can get stuck in terms of motivation and sense of uh, the future. And I know know in this room tonight, we've got a high portion of us would be in our 20s. Give me a wave if you're in your 20s tonight. Give me a wave. Lots in our 20s. What about 30s? How many in the 30s? How many teens? And how many over 30s? Just give all of the rest. Excellent. Good. So fantastic. And tonight I want to talk about the power of vision in getting unstuck and staying unstuck. The power of vision. Uh, one of the things that Dr. Jeff Wilson talked about last week in his incredible talk to us, the Polar Explorer, was the power of having a dream for our life. And I'm, I'm imagining that, that there would be some people who, who would go away for that and go, well, what's my dream? What's my vision? What, how do I know what my vision is? How do I know what my dream is? And tonight I want to speak specifically into that concept of having a life vision and a life dream. I'm going to speak out of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. And the King James, it says, where there's no vision, the people perish. But let's have a look at the, the Passion Translation. It says this, when there is no clear prophetic vision. Prophetic means God downloaded. When there is no clear God downloaded vision, people quickly wander astray. They just go around in circles. People get stuck. People get into all sorts of wrong uh, habits and, 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 and ways of thinking and ways of acting. Why? Not because they're not disciplined, but it's because they don't have a clear prophetic vision. But when you follow the revelation of the word, here we go, heaven's bliss, don't you love the Passion Translation, fills your soul. I want you to live with heaven's bliss in your soul. I want you to live with a sense in your soul that I am right now on track with God's vision and purpose for my life. Who would like to know what God's vision and purpose for your life is? Give me a wave tonight. Okay, so this is going to help you. This is going to help you. All right. Uh, the question I'm asking is, how do you get God's vision for your life? So the very, I've got five thoughts that I want to share with you. The very first one is this. If you want to get God's vision for your life, then you need to, one, learn how to hear God speak to you. You need to learn how to hear God speak to you. Very rarely does someone have a vision for your life come just in a moment where God gives you like an open eye, incredible vision, and it's like, whoa, he's mapped out the next 55 years of my life. It's amazing. That's not normally what happens. We'll get to that in a moment. But God downloads to you progressively, and he does it by speaking to us. 
Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy, it takes more than bread to stay alive. And all the low-carb people said, okay, sorry. It's, it takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. A steady stream of words. What Jesus, another translation says, man doesn't live just by bread alone, but by every word. That Greek word is the word rhema. That's God speaking to you. That God speaks to you every day. The way that I grow in my relationship with God, which is, the, which is actually the, the key important part of my, the vision for my life, that I grow in my relationship with God. But the way that I grow and then the way that you're going to hear God's vision for you is by knowing His voice. And if, you, if I could give you one habit that will help you to hear God's voice, it would be to read a section, a portion of the Bible every day. And as you do it, ask Jesus, who is the living word, to speak that word into your heart. And just take some time and read it with expectation. It's the number. If you're like, oh, I really want God to speak to me. When I was 13 years old, I was blessed that someone taught me this principle that God wants to speak to you and set some time aside to to hear God speak to you. And, and, And one of the things they taught me is if you want God to speak to you about the big things, hello, Abby. Welcome from Canberra. Nice to see you here. Uh, if you want God to speak to you, Abby's from down in Canberra, one of our great C3 churches. Awesome. Uh, if you want God to speak to you about the big things, then you've got to learn to hear God speak to you about the little things. If you, if you want God to give you prophetic revelation about the, the big thing that he's got in the future for you, then he wants you to learn to hear you about the little things. Encouragement correction, adjustments, so that I'm progressively learning to live in a, in a way that gives honor to Him. His goal for my life and your life is that we become more like Jesus. That's His goal. That's the maturity goal for our life, to become more like Jesus. And the way that I do that is I keep looking in the Word of God as a mirror, and God speaks back to me and go, now, that you're doing awesome in that part. I'm so proud of you, and I love you there. But here's a little bit of stuff that's not so cool. Can you make some adjustments? Don't ever think God's going to speak to you about His vision for your life on the, big, on the big stuff if we're not prepared to hear Him on the little stuff. And at 13 years old, I've got that mindset, okay, every day I'm going to read the Bible, I'm going to write something down, I'm going to read the Bible, I'm going to, I'm going to write something down. Some days it just is a little thought. I'm like, that's interesting, and I write it down in, in an exercise book, or Danielle writes it down in her, in her uh, notes in her phone, and I, I keep this collection of it. But every now and then, I hit the pay dirt, of a vision revelation scripture. But it only happens because I'm reading every day to hear God about the whole of my life. And then, what, so when I was 13 years old, visiting the Sunshine Coast, God spoke to me out of, I, I'm reading a one-year Bible, which means if you read for 15 minutes a day, you can get through the Bible in a year, which is amazing. That's so not much time. Most of us spend way more than that on social media in a day. Just saying, oops, sorry, that's a low blow, I know. Just saying, if you want to. Anyway, so if I want that, and God spoke to me, he said, and you'll be this people's lawyer. That's what the scripture said. They're representative before God, and you'll stand before God on behalf of people, and you'll stand before people on behalf of God. You'll show them the way that they should live and the work that they should do. And it just was one of those times I read the Bible, and it wasn't just that's interesting. It was like, whoa. It just jumped out at me. And maybe... Three or four times a year, 
something, whoa, jumps out at me. But the majority of times, it's just subtle. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear that. But learning to hear God speak to me sets you up for the big moments when he, when he reveals something to you about your destiny, about your vision, that vision that he has for your life. That's the first thing. Learn to hear the voice of God. The second thing that we need to understand if we're going to get a vision from God is we need to understand that it's progressive. So when I got that scripture at 13 years of age, it wasn't until 16 years later that that actually made any sense. And I went through a whole world of maybe this is my vision or maybe this is God's purpose and maybe this is my call, not really knowing what it actually, where God was placing me. And so here's the second thing I want us to understand. We need to understand that God's vision for your life and my life is revealed progressively. How many, how many gamers do we have in the room right now? Just come on, you, you, I'm not getting, no, no guilt. How many gamers? Okay, how many have you spent? No, I won't ask how much time. So when you're playing a game, I'm not sure if it still happens like this, but are there still games, help me out, Sam, where you need to unlock one level to get to the next level? Okay, you, what would give me a game, an example, that's not going to incriminate you? Mario. <laughs> How many people know Mario? So, you know, Super Mario. Okay, okay, here we go. That's thank you for something we can all... Uh, relate to. Mario, so I'm operating at this level, like Pac-Man is how I would think, but Mario's different. I'm showing my age, all right. And, and so you've got to, to, to get to the next level, you've got to unlock this level. And to get to the next level, I've got to work out this level that unlocks the next level. And then to, 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 to be successful, to get to the next level, I've got to be successful on this level. And then there comes, and that unlocks the next level. And that's how it is with God's vision for your life. God doesn't very, he might give you a little glimpse here or a little glimpse there or maybe a prophetic word there, a, a inkling on the inside, but it's never that clear. But what he does is he positions you in a season and he says, now I'm going to do something in your life in this season because I want to, I, see God can see way the, the levels way down the track. And he goes, so when you get to here, I'm going to have to have pre-programmed into you through a whole lot of different levels some certain things. I'm going to ha you're going to have to know how, how to deal with disappointment. You're going to need to learn how to deal with a whole range of tests of can you be loyal when, when everybody else is being disloyal? Can you, uh, can you overcome offense when everybody else is being offended? Can you, can you deal with being not noticed or, or people being overlooked? Can you deal with false accusations? Can you deal with, with just being faithful in the little? Can you deal? And God's like, I want to program character things into you so that as I progress you in the vision and the purpose and the call that I've got for your life, I'm building into you the things that will be required for the influential call that I've put on your life. So that means I've got, I've got to learn to be faithful where I am. Oh, this is painful. One of the first prophecies I ever got was from a guy uh, who prophesied over me and he says, you know what your problem is? That's a bad start to a prophecy, but it's, it's okay. He knows what your problem is. You want to finish before you've even started. I'm like, oh, that reminds me of what my mum said to me so many years ago. She said, you went to school on the first day. I asked you how it was and you came home and you said, it was terrible. I didn't even learn how to read and write. 
It's like, okay, a little bit of an impatience issue, uh, some, some patience issues. And so he said, don't worry about that. God is doing things in you. He's building things into you and, and his timing will be perfect. But what will slow down his timing is if you fail on that level. Because all he does is he goes, God's kind. He just goes, oh, well, let's just have a redo. You're like, and he's like, no, that's, and you're like, but Lord, that looks a bit more exciting. That looks a bit more influential. I could make some more money in that thing if you just bless, I, I could, and he's like, no, I'm going to, and God does, I'm going to hold you there until you deal with that thing that I'm trying to deal with in your life because I know the impact of it being undealt with down the track, so I'm going to deal with it here, and you're not going to pass go until we do. He's working on you. It's progressive. So this is what uh, Luke chapter 16, Jesus said, if you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the large ones. If you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. So the question in the, the progressive development, another version of the Bible says, those without progressive prophetic revelation will perish. So God is going to unfold the next season at exactly the right time. The question so often is, well, right now, not what's, my vi what's the vision for my life, it's what God's doing in me now. What's he doing in me now? Are we doing okay here right now? Here's the thing. God can put you in a season for seven years that looks completely different to where your vision is because he's building something in you. Just look at the life of Joseph in the Bible. Seven years, God's preparing him for his vision. Okay, the third thing I want to encourage us in this, in discovering your vision is make the house of God central to your life's vision. Make the house of, see, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So Jesus has got a vision of building his church, one disciple at a time, one person at a time. So if you, wanted to, if you want God's vision to be downloaded to you and unfold, then what, you need, what we need to do is align to Jesus' vision. Uh, it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse, I'm going to jump down to maybe verse 22. Uh, he is in charge of it all in the message. He, Jesus has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. God wants you to make his house your vision and passion, and then out of that being central to your life, God is going to build your life. He's like, if you get, if you, if you, another way Jesus said it, if you seek first my kingdom, all of these things will be added to you. Make the house of God first. When you get planted, you flourish. All right, uh, continue on for the sake of time. How do, I, how do I unlock the next levels of the vision that God has for me? This is a very simple one. It's serve someone else's vision. Ser serve someone else's vision. If you can make somebody else successful, that will put inside of you the characteristics and quality of what God's looking. So that I'm not, I'm actually, and this can work whether, whether you've got your own business. The whole point is to serve someone else's needs and their vision for their life. I'm, I'm trying to make people successful. That's what you're trying, if you're a business, you're trying to make people successful. If you're an employee, we get this, I, we, we get this concept that when I rock up to my job, I'm not just 
I'm not just doing my job until my vision door opens. I'm actually getting on the page of what's in the heart of my boss, saved or unsaved, and I'm going to make them successful. The story of Joseph goes like this, that Potiphar could trust Joseph so much that the blessing of God got on the house of Potiphar because Joseph served him with all of his heart. And there came a moment where God said, all right, I've seen that you've been faithful with someone else's vision. Now I'm going to empower you and release you to be the prime minister of Egypt. Luke chapter 16 verse 12 says this, If you are not faithful with someone else's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? If you're not faithful with somebody else. So, so often we're like, God, give me my vision. What do you want to do with my life? And God's like, well, my next step, your next step is just simply this. I want you to make them successful. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I don't know what, my vision, my dream. What is it, Lord? It's, and, and often the problem with that is it, that it's all about me being the center and being awesome. The center of God's vision is Jesus being glorified and other people being helped. Who am I serving? I'm going to get the band to come on up right now. We serve someone else's vision. You'll find that if you do that, that the way you serve somebody else is the way that they will, ultimately other people will serve you, the way that you make them successful. I found the first, the first year for me out of university, I moved to Victoria and I found myself managing, well, working in this business with 50 people and I just got this thought, I need to make them successful. I need to be a dream interpreter. What's in their heart? What are they trying to achieve? How, how can I make them successful? And this is, this is the, the God way that success comes or, or vision comes is looking at somebody else. The other component of this is your vision and my vision is not just an isolated instance. God, the, the destiny pieces that you have, that God has for your life, aren't all in you. In fact, I love Pastor Phil says this, 20% of your vision and destiny is in you. 80% is in the people that God places around your life, that he connects you to. And different people have got an aspect of your destiny and future. And as they come alongside you, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. They'll bring things out. Someone will see an aspect that you've, that in you that you don't see in yourself. Someone else will just, there will be a, a synergy effect that takes you beyond your own capacity and ability. Serve someone else's vision. We're going to worship here together real soon. The last thing I want you to know in terms of discovering the vision that God has for you is, as I said to Hope earlier, do your gift and the wind will blow. Here's the cool thing. I don't know if you've ever heard this expression. You, just, you can be whatever you want. Just as long as you put your mind to it. I, just, I don't believe that. You go, well, I'm six foot 11 and I want to be a jockey. That's not going to work. Because you're not wired for that. You're wired by God with gifts and abilities that perfectly align with his vision for your life. And so one of the great ways that you're going to find and discover the vision that God has for you is discover the gift, the spiritual gifts that he's put inside of you. And when you do them, you'll find the wind blows. Life 
Instead of being, like, if you imagine being on a lake in a boat and just no wind and you can't move and there's no motor and you've got the sails up but nothing's moving, if you do your gift in life, the wind will blow. So that means I need to find out what gifts that God's put inside of me. That means we've got to find out. We've got to go on a journey. This is this this unpacking. Because your vision, God's vision for your life relates to the gifts in your life. And the gifts in your life are placed there to strengthen and build other people up and help other people. So what are those gifts? If it's encouragement, encourage people. The wind will blow. God will put vision, his vision in your heart. If it's, if it's giving, the wind will blow when you give. If it's, if it's organizing, if it's leading, if, if it's showing mercy, these are the things that God places in our lives. And if you're not sure what your gift is, every, every month, on the third week of the month, we do a thing called growth track. And growth track is where we actually do some surveys and some questions and try and identify, here's the spiritual gifts that you've got right now in this season. Because then as you use those gifts, God will add them to you. He'll, he'll give you more gifts. It's probably a worthwhile exercise to do growth track every couple of years. Go, oh, what, what's God added into my life? What are the gifts that he's got for me? Can we close our eyes right now? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm asking, Lord, that tonight you'll speak to people about the next level. The next step. I believe that there's a number of people here who, as Summer talked about earlier, internship is your next step. That's what God wants you to do. And it'll be a season of God putting things inside of you as a man of God, as a woman of God that will be pivotal for decades to come in your journey. There's others. Just while we're here tonight, I believe the Lord will speak to you about this is what I'm doing in you in this season. This is what I want to build in you. Maybe it's just simply every day reading the Bible and learning for God, how to hear God speak to you. One of the simple things we can do in discovering our vision is actually just to surrender. Just to surrender and say, God... I'm not trying to make my dream happen. I want to surrender to your dream. In fact, I'd love us in a moment. I'm just going to ask. I feel like the Lord is speaking to some people about surrendering to God's dream for your life. I always love to say this. God's not here to fulfill your dreams. He's here to exceed your dreams. When you surrender and lay your life down, He will exceed your dreams. And tonight, if you're saying, I need, to, I need a moment of surrender again. Whatever God shows me to do, I'm going to do. There'll be some people right now, and this is a significant moment for you. I want you to stand if that's you. Say, so God's speaking to me about surrendering in my life. Whatever it is, whatever the next step is, I'm surrendering. Whatever the next step is, I'm surrendering.
whatever the next step is. It's like wrestling control, letting go and saying, that's you, Lord, whatever the next step is, I'm surrendering. Moment of consecration to God, whatever it is, whatever it is. So you need to surrender. You're like, oh, I want to live God's vision for my life. I, I want to. Well, are you ready to surrender? There's some more people. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to wait because I feel like the, like the weight of God's coming on us. So often we want God to speak to us, but we only hear it if we like what he says to us. But surrendering says, oh, I'm going to surrender and then I'll do whatever it is you say, regardless of whether I like it or not. That's what surrendering is. beautiful. Father, for each person tonight who you're speaking to, reveal the next step, I pray. Reveal the next step, Lord. Make it clear, just right now. Holy Spirit, you'll know. You'll know what it is. It'll just be a persistent thought that's coming to you. If you don't know, just keep reading your Bible. Ask God to speak to you. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise right now. Fantastic.